2: Welcome into the Monday Morning Quarterback Podcast. It is December 19th. We are three weeks away from the playoffs, but we have no idea who's going to be in them outside of a few teams who have clinched their spots. The Niners is the only team to clinch their division. We will touch on the Niners today. They have a huge team on Christmas night against the Baltimore Ravens. There is a lot to get to, and we're going to start in the NFC East here in a second. But, of course, before we dive in... I gotta bring in uh, Gilberto Manzano is I uh, Matt am along with him as always, and Gil, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well, you know, much better than the chargers, right? You know a few days ago they got blown out for sixty three to twenty one so I can't complain.
2: yeah, everybody's doing better than the chargers um that that is <laughs> that's a safe bet. Um, I enjoyed writing my column after that game in which I wrote a thousand words just absolutely killing Brendan Staley and Tom Telesco. I saw and then uh, twelve hours later they were fired. So it was prescience. That's good. Uh, not that that exactly was the you know biggest limb I've ever gone out on in my life. But uh, it all worked out, except, of course, for Tom Telesco and Brendan Staley. Although I don't think Telesco can complain. 11 years in the same job, and you, you barely ever won anything. Um, it's good job security if you can get it. Um, all right, let's get into – look, we're a little short on time today because we're cramming in a lot for the holidays as everybody's got to get where they're going. Let's start here with – A little panic meter, a little fun, uh, unless you're a Cowboys or Eagles fan, in which case it is not a fun panic meter. Both teams lost this weekend. For Dallas, I think you'll walk away, even though it was an ugly loss, you probably walk away overall pretty much thankful that you're still in first place in the division. You have a real shot to win it. The Eagles have now lost three in a row. They lose on a 92-yard touchdown drive by Drew Locke on Monday Night Football to end that game. Um, Hertz was sick. He did not play well. The defense was better but it's also not exactly the most potent offense in the world they're going up against zero true lock if if i said one is no panic 10 is a five alarm fire what is your level of panic on those two teams after the outings we saw this weekend
1: with the eagles i'll go seven and with the cowboys i'll go eight and it it might not make sense because i feel like the cowboys defense is in a better spot and the eagles defense is a, a train wreck right now but we're about to get, to get to the playoffs, Matt. And when it comes to reputation and what have you done for me, yep. uh, we've seen we've seen the movie before. What Buffalo did to the Cowboys, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is why I can't jump on the on the Cowboys bandwagon. And, and even the whole MVP for Dak Prescott went out the window. Coach of the year talked to Mike McCarthy went out the window. And then for the Eagles, yeah, it's it's, it's they're struggling. Three games in a row, uh losing. And it, but they were tough teams and going to Seattle was not gonna be easy. Jalen Hurts playing hurt and all that but they played the Giants twice they played the Cardinals you know once you know in between those two games there and I just have more faith in them to do something in the playoffs. that think next three going to figure it out I am very concerned about the defense that could be a whole separate story you know when Kenneth, Kenneth Walker the is running you know up and down that field every every single play that's very concerning there but you know when it comes to playoff reputation, and they're gonna, they're probably going to heal up in the next 3 weeks they should be okay but then the Cowboys got to play what the they play the Lions and the Dolphins in the next couple of weeks. So to me, it's more like the Cowboys. I I I want to buy stock into Dallas, but you know every single time they have an opportunity to to prove me right, they never do.
2: So I'm, I'm gonna go with the same number for the Eagles, but I'm gonna give it a four for the Cowboys. The Cowboys have sure. won five of their last six, and I know they got absolutely run over against Buffalo, and I'm not taking anything away from that. That game also was very much due to the Cowboys taking two really dumb penalties, which, by the way, the Cowboys take a ton of penalties. Okay, they lead the league in them, so fair enough. But, you know, the Bills had three touchdown drives that 18 of the points were gifted to them on two penalties that would have ended drives, or you know, had they not been taken, and Diggs' fumble. That wasn't reviewed for reasons I don't understand. Now, you could make a very real argument that that's why you don't believe in the Cowboys because they take a lot of penalties and they're not – uh, the highest football IQ team in the world, especially when it comes to their coach and some of the things he does, and that's fine. I'll, I am not here to argue that point. I guess the reason I'm low on the uh, at four is because they had won five straight prior to that. They had dominated Philadelphia the week prior. They sit as the number two seed right now. And if you're Dallas, if you finish as the two, and for the record, by the way, I think Dallas is going to win out. That's just my opinion. I wow. I think they're going to beat Miami. We're going to get that game in a little bit. I think they'll bounce back and beat Miami. They're a totally different team at home, and that game's going to feel like a home game down in down in Miami. It is a home game against Detroit, and Washington stinks. So I, I think they're going to win out. And if they're the two, you get two home games. We've seen what this team's like at home. You know, I mean, you're going to get Detroit, and then what? You know, prob- probably, you know, the, the, the winner of the 4-5. or you probably get Philly, but we've seen what that looks like. So, you know, excuse me, no, you get, a, you get a wild card team and they would crush, then they'd get Detroit. I was going to say, I'm like, that doesn't add up. Um, so you'd get like, what, the Vikings and the Lions? I mean, if you're Dallas and those are your two home playoff games, I respect Detroit, but like, you ought to win those games. The Eagles, on the other hand, I, I won't add to it. We're, you know, we're a little crunch today. You said exactly what I would say. Like, the defense is just a mess. And I don't know that they have enough time to fix it. So I am with you on that. Now, in the AFC portion of things, the Ravens sit at eleven and three. They get a win over Jacksonville on Sunday night. They're the number one seed right now. Miami's ten and four. Miami blanked the Jets 30 to nothing. Now Miami has a very, very tough schedule ahead. They will play the Cowboys, they'll play the Ravens, and they'll play the Bills. The Ravens also not an easy schedule. They have at San Francisco this weekend on Christmas night, and then they they host Miami before they finish up hosting Pittsburgh. Are the Ravens the clear favorite? In your eyes, to come out of the AFC, or is it not that clear for you?
1: It's not that clear for Baltimore because you know I think we're gonna, we're going to talk about them maybe in a second. But the Bills look you know pretty scary and, and dangerous if they get in. But they're the ninth seed right now, currently. They're not even in the playoffs. So yep. if you talking about you know current teams in the playoffs, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Baltimore in terms of that. It's not clear, but they might be the most complete team. You know, I got worried when Kyle Hamilton got hurt. He played against Jacksonville, but this passing attack—I know Lamar Jackson's numbers. They didn't pop out against you know against Jacksonville, but if you watch a Lamar Jackson game, like the, the amount of times he just saves a play, yeah, you know, for not yep. for not going negative yards or a sack, and then it, maybe it was a little reckless to kind of throw you know across his body to Isaiah Likely for a jump ball, and you know you know Likely being a, I guess might be a basketball player who knows because he, he he went over there and got that one, and it was kind of like an MVP highlight reel. So those are the type of plays Lamar Jackson can make, but kind of similar to the Cowboys who've seen the movie in the postseason. But I like the defense, too. I like what Mike McDonald's been doing, confusing a lot of, you know, quarterbacks. They did it to Trevor Lawrence. But then again, Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, he couldn't help himself with two fumbles there, too. But they're complete defensively, offensively. You know, I'm a little worried about the, the, the Mitchell injury to the running back there, but they keep plugging guys, and they do well, you know, with Gus Edwards. But it is a hit there. And maybe Mark Andrews comes back, but likely OBJ, Zay Flowers. They've been stepping up for Jackson. So they're not like, like – I think we're going to find out, Matt, on Christmas Day. The levels between the 49ers and the Ravens. But in the AFC, the Ravens are that that team, the the best team, I think, currently right now.
2: Yeah, look, we've talked about this throughout the year. The AFC's been in such flux. Um, I I don't think they're the clear favorite. I think they're one of the favorites in the AFC. When I look at the AFC, and I know Miami fans won't enjoy this commentary. There are three teams that can come out of the AFC and I'd give them all pretty much equal shots, and that's Baltimore, Buffalo, and Kansas City. And as you mentioned, Buffalo, who the hell knows if they're going to make the playoffs? I, I mean, so who knows? Um, if you look at Buffalo and you look at the AFC and the playoff scenarios, and I'm a nerd and I spent a ton of time doing this on Sunday, they're not making it as a wild card. I'll tell you right now, they're not going to do that because they lose every tiebreak. They'll lose every single one of them. They're either winning the AFC East or they're not making the playoffs. That's it. Like, that's what's going to happen. Because they would need an ungodly amount of losses from all these eight and six teams. Like they need all those teams, save for one of them, not to get in. And that also includes Cleveland. Like, Cleveland's going to get in. And then they would need all those other teams to lose two of their last three or more. That's not going to happen. Buffalo, it's an extremely likely scenario. Bills beat the Chargers and beat the Patriots. And then week 18, go to Miami, and that's going to be win and you win the division, lose, you miss the playoffs. And the only way that doesn't happen is if Miami wins its next two games, in which case Miami's probably playing that night for the one seat. So, I mean, I I, I don't want to spoil this for the NFL. That's going to be the Sunday night game because that game is going to be nuts. Um I think all three of them though. Look, if you want to say the Ravens are the favorite because they're gonna probably have to play one last game in the playoffs, that's cool, I'll hear that. But like if the Chiefs and the Ravens play each other in Baltimore, what is the line for that game? Is it a pick 'em? Is Kansas City favored? I mean, it's it's probably it's probably a pick. Maybe it's one point in either direction. Buffalo if Buffalo goes to Baltimore, what is the line in that game? Again, probably the same thing. So I'll say that I think they're all like in the NFC you'll look at the Niners and go, they're the favorite. In the AFC, I think any of those three teams can get to the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody else can. I don't believe at all in Jacksonville. None of the wild card teams do anything for me. And I, Miami, look, if you want to sit there and say Miami, Miami hasn't beaten one good team in two years. Like, I, I just can't. I'm sorry. And, the, and if, if they lose to Dallas and Baltimore here, or they lose two of the next three, let's just say, and they're a wild card team. And they're going to have to go to Buffalo, go to Kansas City, go to – I got to tell you, that's not South Florida. Like, I don't have a whole lot of faith in a speed-timing offense in 14-degree weather in January. (laughs) So, that is just me. But we'll see. It's going to be fascinating. Um, But let's get into – so, Week 16 is here. You are going to the Thursday night game, correct, with the Saints and the Rams? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. So the Saints are at the Rams, Thursday night football. The Rams are laying four and a half at home. Both teams are 7-7. and This is an enormous game in terms of playoff standings. Aaron Schatz, who's the creator of DVOA and Football Outsiders, now works over at ESPN+. He tweeted it out earlier and I don't have it right in front of me. But basically whoever wins is like well like basically like a sixty five, sixty seven percent chance of making the playoffs. Whoever doesn't, I think for the Saints if they lose, it's like a twenty percent chance. The Rams, it's like seven percent. So it is a massive, massive game. First off, do you like the Saints or the Rams? And if you like the Rams, do you like them to cover?
1: Uh, what's the spread, man? I haven't really Four and a one. half. Four and a half, okay. You know what? I'll say it's gonna be a it's gonna be a close game, and I was really impressed with the Rams. You know, last week too. But you know, to to not put the Commanders away was a little concerning, and that just shows uh, you know the inexperienced side. Obviously, they have Stafford, Cup, and Donald, so that youth kind of shows up every now and then in a bit of in Baltimore with the punt return and and you know little mistakes like that. But they're a very talented team offensively. They might be one of the top five teams in the NFL right now. They keep scoring points at will with Kyron Williams and. And, and eventually teams team's got to pick it up. Like, the Rams are a run first. I know Stafford is balling out, but Kyron Williams makes that offense go. And all these defenses keep playing their secondaries to stop Cup, Puka, and Stafford. But they're not, you know, stacking the box for Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams, when he was not on the field for five, six weeks, they were not the same team. So, to me, run the football with Kyron Williams. That Saints run defense has been pretty, you know, pretty suspect all year. You know, I know the Saints won a game uh, last week, but it was it was the Giants at home. They won that game, and they're back in the playoff a race again. But i say it's going to be a little close. And this game, this game kind of reminds me of last year because Derek Carr is playing on Thursday Night Football against the Rams, Baker Mayfield, uh, that comeback there for the Raiders. But he's playing for the Saints now. And it hasn't been the best year for Derek Carr. He's been up and down. You know, sometimes makes it work with Chris Olave. He's always screaming at his teammates for some reason. I feel like they haven't been connected. I would say they'll keep it close because it is kind of this, this meaningful football game for the playoffs. But I say Rams take take care of it and uh and and improve to what eight and seven
2: yeah you know i i like the rams as well i like the saints to cover um i think the saints are talented enough it stays close and i don't think the rams are so talented they just blow the saints out um but the rams have real guys in the team i mean you look at williams when he's in the backfield everything's different they're a much different offensive team He is there they have cup they have puka nakua they've got stafford i mean that's a that's a formidable quartet right there. I mean, that is enough with a decent offensive line. Like, you're going to score some points, you know, with McVay calling the shots. Um, And defensively, they have the best defensive player in the league still. I mean, Donald is just – I feel like he's almost underappreciated now. Like, we don't even talk about him that much. He's so ridiculous. It's kind of like when people talk about quarterback play, and they talk like, oh, look at this guy, look at that guy. And then Mahomes throws a ball like 60 yards behind his back. And you are like, oh, of course he did. He's And it's like, well, that's with Donald. Donald gets triple-teamed and ragdolls two guys. And sacks the quarterback. You're like, oh, yeah, well, it's Aaron Donald. Um, I like the Rams to win. And, I, you know, I'll tell you what. I actually think the Rams, if they make the playoffs, are like somewhat of an interesting wild-card team. I don't think they're going to go and make a run to the Super Bowl. But could they put a scare into Dallas in a wild-card game? Could they maybe even beat the Lions in a wild-card game? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't totally count it out. I wouldn't pick them, perhaps, but I, I wouldn't be shocked. So we're, on, we're aligned here. We both like the Rams to win, not to cover. Uh, give the Saints to cover, but the Rams y'all, important win.
0: Hey, guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free martha stewart the original influencer
1: when i think about anything i think about the way that she did it first the media mogul
0: the six years ahead she saw what was coming the prisoner the rise the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on
2: Max. All right, next next two are both kind of with caveats because of the quarterbacks, but big game in the AFC, nine and five Browns, traveling to Houston to take on the eight and six Texans. Texans are favored by two and a half. They are coming off of a very impressive win. They went to Tennessee basically with their with their second-string offense and won. They had Case Keenum. They were without C.J. Stroud, who was in concussion protocol. They were without Nico Collins. Tank Dell's out for the year. I mean, on and on and on and on. They have Will Anderson, and they won. They won in overtime after getting down 13-0. The Browns coming off a game where they should be thrilled to death that they won uh, after the Bears dropped approximately 17 passes in that game. Texans are favored by two and a half. We don't know if Stroud's going to play. Hopefully he does. Who do you like in that game and why?
1: Yeah, it's it's tricky not knowing with, with C.J. Stroud. And, you know, last week I, I picked the Titans to, to beat the the Texans because of that. And, and I guess what do I know? Because uh, the Texans with Case Keenum beat the Titans still 13-0. They came back and won that one. But you know for you know for, and we also didn't mention the browns by the way when we talk about the AFC picture i think they're right in there too like you know they're, they're a good defense a good offense with joe flacco i know he keeps throwing receptions but they're they're a much better offense with, with joe flacco i think the browns have a chance there i'm giving them credit but for some reason i think the texas are going to pull it out at home and obviously you know cj stroud needs to play there and nico collins that should help out but i think they need it more you know they're, they're a desperate team and you know obviously they're not experienced and it's all new to them so being such a young team but what they showed me last week tells me they're a well-coached team with D'Amico Ryans and I'm sure that should help out uh his his campaign for coach of the year and maybe the winner of this game should win coach of the year Ken Stavansky Stavansky doing a great job too so I don't know the the Texans are at home I was kind of hoping they'll be underdogs here because I got to pick an underdog eventually I keep getting them all wrong upsets man that's that's been bothering me all year I can't get it right but I'll go with the Texans here hopefully CJ Stroud plays but even if they don't you know you know a uh, single Terry, you know, did a nice job last week, and then Case Keenum did the rest.
2: So I'm going to assume that Stroud's playing in this game. I'm going to roll the dice and say plays. I like Houston to win. Um, the game means more for Houston. Cleveland's going to make the playoffs. I mean, look, after this, they got a Thursday night game at home with the Jets, who aren't even a football team. Okay, <laughs> so th- they're going to make the playoffs. I think this is a really big spot for Houston. Who, by the way. Is in a three-way tie atop the AFC South right now with Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Like there is a real world now where Houston not only gets in the playoffs but hosts a game. Um I like them. I like the way they're playing. You know, I, I think look like a lot of young talented teams that haven't quite been there and done it yet, they have a propensity to slip up and lose weird games. They lost to the Panthers this year. They lost to the Falcons. You know they they they've fallen flat at times. Where you look at these games, how do you lose it? Like, and they almost lost to Arizona. Um, I think they show up for this game. I think they play well. They had that hard loss to the Jets. I think they show up and they they play well. I, I believe in them. I believe in the coach. I believe in the quarterback. And I don't dislike Cleveland. I think Cleveland is a, is a legitimate playoff team. I just. I think you mentioned it earlier, Flacco and the interceptions at some point, like that's coming home to roost. I mean, if the Bears were even a borderline decent team, they would have won that game. They dropped so I've never seen a quarterback put up a worse stat line than Fields, and if you watch the game, you're like, how in God's name did this guy not throw for 300 yards in this thing? I mean, Robert Tunyon dropped one of the more wide-open, unbelievable throws for a touchdown pass you'll ever see. They dropped the Hail Mary right in Mooney's gut. That was 110 yards of passing right there and two touchdowns. It was it was insane. But I like I like the Texans. Uh I think they win like you know 24 to 20, something like that. Also, one quick note: Cleveland's defense, very big splits home and away. They're great at home. They're really bad on the road. So give me Houston in what is suddenly becoming a, a very important game. All right. Third of our five games, and of course, all these lines coming from SI As always, make sure to go ahead and check that out. A Florida battle, Jacksonville at Tampa Bay. The Jaguars suddenly in crisis mode. They've lost three in a row. They are 8-6. and Trevor Lawrence is in the concussion protocol. We do not know if he's going to play. The Buccaneers have won three in a row. They are leading the NFC South at a robust 7-7. and The Buccaneers are favored by a point and a half. Now, again, this is tough because you don't know who the hell is going to be the quarterback for Jacksonville. Um, For our purposes, let's just say it's going to be a Lawrence. Who do you like in that? Do you like Jacksonville to, to get off to Schneider, or do you think they continue to slide?
1: Do you have the the spread handy? I'm guessing one it might and be a half weird. for Tampa. Tampa's favored okay. by a point and a half. I'm guessing it's probably because of Trevor Lawrence. Not. Yeah, I think that. I'm sure that's okay. why. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to pick an underdog here, but I guess I'm not going to get one. But uh, I'll, I'll go with the Buccaneers, and I'm a little hesitant because I keep waiting for the Baker Mayfield roller coaster to go down. Like it's always up and then down, and for three, four games in a row, he's been doing well and then having a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field. 381 passing yards, four touchdowns. He's been balling, you know. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, and and credit to the OC, uh, Dave Canales, uh, doing a great job there with Baker Mayfield. You know, he 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 helped out Geno Smith last year with the Seahawks as a quarterbacks coach. Now doing a great job in Tampa Bay. I'm gonna just believe in him, saying he has his his, his offense humming and this rushing attack, which was absent all last year in the first quarter of the season uh, with White. They're doing well, so keeping the red hot Buccaneers, which I never thought I would say to win in Jacksonville. And and I just can't trust the Jaguars with Lawrence or not. You know, this three-game losing streak here, a lot of turnovers, a lot of, you know, mistakes that they've created themselves. So uh, I can't believe the Jags right now.
2: I'll go with Jacksonville. Um, Look, if Lawrence plays, if he doesn't play, forget it. My theory is this. I don't think Tampa Bay is a very good team. I think they're an average team. I I don't think they're bad. I just think they're average. Um, I think Jacksonville is a good football team that is just – going through it right now. I don't think they're great. I don't think they're a contender to win the Super Bowl. They can't stop the pass. They are awful against the pass. They're bottom three in the league, I believe. I think they're 30th. Um, But I believe in Lawrence. Now, I do think there's a conversation to be had at some point here about Trevor Lawrence, and not today because we're tight on time, but I do think there's a there's a conversation to be had about him. Yeah, I think he is a good to very good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, and not because of Sunday night. Just in general, and you watch them like he makes some spectacular throws. He also misses some throws you should not miss. He also fumbles the ball a lot. That is, I mean, to me, like that adds up to you're you're a good quarterback. And in my quarterback rankings, he's in the top ten. Like I don't think he's like you know Derek Carr, but I think he's, I think he's closer to Dak Prescott than he is Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I think, to me, I don't see him in the Allen, Burrow, Lamar tier. I don't. I see him in the next tier of guys that that really good but not great level, um, and I'll, I'll tell you what, I know I'm probably gonna get crafted. this. Like, to me, he's in the same level of Herbert. Like I, and I would and I would take Herbert. By the way, I would take Herbert. But like I think he's in that same category of like yeah man like you're you're an incredible talent. But like there's just something that's always kind of missing. Now with the Chargers, you could argue it's just the Chargers, but. Yeah, I like Jacksonville with all that said in this game. I do think Lawrence, is, if he plays, is obviously the better quarterback. I I just think there's a desperation in this game for Jacksonville. They have to win this football game. And if they do, I think they probably win out. they have the Panthers and Titans the rest of the way. So you feel pretty good there. All right, let's go to one of the best games, if not the best game of the weekend, probably the best game of Sunday anyway. Dallas is at Miami. Miami is... 10 and 4, Cowboys, 10 and 4. Dallas tied atop the division, leading the division by a breaker in the NFC East. Miami sitting there with a two game lead, but a very tenuous one with their schedule up ahead. The Dolphins are favored by a point and a half at home in Miami against the, the Dallas Cowboys. Do you like the Dolphins to win this game, or do you like Dallas to go in and handle Miami?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna regret this probably, Matt. Here, so why not? I'm gonna keep it going. I keep picking the Cowboys for everything, and I know they're a good team at home, and they're not a great team on the road, and they they embarrass themselves in Buffalo. So, you know what? Why not? They need a win, and you know they see the standings are tied there, you know, with the Eagles. And like you mentioned, maybe they could win now. If if obviously if they don't, then give the Eagles a division crown, but. I don't learn my lesson about these Cowboys. I really want to believe in them. I, I like, you know, all three phases of, of the football game. I, I don't know what the heck happened. I mean, it, has, it, has, it has some injuries, I know, in the interior, but to not stop the run like that, 179 brutal. yards, I think, that to James Cook, it was just awful all around. Then your offense, like, how do you get 34 attempts for Dak Prescott and and, and only get like you know 100 and something yards passing? So it it's was like good. three yards per attempt. So. I think maybe that was a wake up call, and I'm, I'm going to buy in. They're probably going to make me regret it again because, again, they never proved me right, but I'm going to pick them. And because it's more, I think, more about the Dolphins. And after what happened on Monday Night Football against the Titans, I can't forget about that just because you beat the Jets 30 0. Nope. I think you're still the same team, Dolphins. So I think I believe a little more in this pretender bowl here in the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, you called it the contender, or pretender bowl. I call it the fraud bowl, right? Like whoever, <laughs> whoever loses this game. Boy, are they going to get just absolutely run over and dragged in the media the next week, right? I mean, we're all going to, and let's fail, we're all guilty of it. We're all going to be sitting here going, oh, they can't beat anybody's any be good. And look at what happened. Da, da, da. I am picking Dallas in this game for a few reasons. I am a big believer in, like, when do you play a team? Buffalo just absolutely humiliated Dallas on essentially national television. Dallas is going to come out ready for this football game. I also believe, historically speaking, this is going to sound like a Dallas home game. Um, I think Dan Quinn is a very, very good defensive coordinator, despite what happened in Buffalo. They're going to have a plan for Miami in this football game. They're going to do everything they can to take Hill out of the game. And I just, look, I've seen, as much as we have questions with Dallas, like I've seen Dallas and Prescott win against good football teams. Now, this year you could argue, well, who have they beaten? Well, they beat the hell out of the Eagles, who beat the hell out of Miami. Um, I I just think Dallas is a better football team. I just think they're better. I think they're more talented. I like the quarterback better. Um, I, I think the Cowboys have more ways to win this game. And I think coming off of the humiliation that they just suffered, I think they're going to win this football game. So... With that in mind, I will take Dallas to win, and obviously to cover, I'd take them on the money line. So um, give me Dallas. I think it's a good game. I don't think it's a blowout, but I think it's something like 30 to 24, something like that. I think it's a high scoring game. Hit me with the over. Lastly, Christmas night, part of a triple header. Got Raiders, Chiefs in the early window, Giants, Eagles in the mid window, and then Ravens, Niners at San Francisco. Both teams 11 and 3. Niners. Look well on their way to being the number one seed. The Ravens trying to be the number one seed, but if they lose this game, all of a sudden the door swings wide open, not only for Miami, but potentially Kansas City, as the Dolphins and Ravens play next week. The Niners are favored by five and a half at home over Baltimore. Do you like them to win? Do you like them to cover?
1: Yeah, I mean, a potential Super Bowl preview, but I like the 49ers to win and to cover. Like I mentioned earlier, there's there are levels to it, and the Ravens are, are a very good team. But the 49ers are are a great team, or should I say, excellent? And they're playing, you know, you know, excellent. Just to say it again, They're the last since that that losing streak when they lost three games in a row, you know, they got Debo back, Trent Williams back. They traded for Chase Chase Young, and they haven't looked back. So, you know, when I keep seeing that week in and week out, and they don't really let up, and yeah, they maybe they allowed some points to the Cardinals, but it's the Cardinals who cares. So, uh, it's gonna be a big time game in prime time, and they're at home. They know, you know. The storyline is going to be a Super Bowl preview, so they want to be playing well. Uh, They lost to the Ravens. Nobody cares, but the Ravens beat the the 49ers in the Super Bowl when Flacco won that. But, (laughs) you know, it could be a preview uh, of the next Super Bowl there. So I don't know. Like, I want to give the Ravens a chance. And, and, you know, it is a Monday night, right? I just saw a stat where where, uh, the upsets, right? Seven weeks in a row in Monday night football. So maybe the Ravens could do it. But uh, it's the 49ers. I, I feel like I'm just waiting for the playoffs for them to see what they do they are gonna probably get the number one seed. They're probably gonna win out, and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs.
2: I like the Niners to win. I like the Ravens to cover. I think it's a big spread. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's even a backdoor cover. The Ravens are great against NFC teams. They're great against them. That's true. Um, I think in, in in Lamar's entire career, I think they've lost twice to an NFC team. So it one, okay, it, it's yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Like they're really really good against NFC teams. That being said, this is not a typical NFC team. Like this is. The problem I think the Ravens have in this game to be perfectly honest is I don't think they're going to run the ball very well against the Niners. If you're going to beat the Niners the way you beat them is you got to be able to hold up and pass pro and you got to be able to throw the ball. I mean that that's it cuz you can go after that secondary. That secondary is not great. Ward is a very good player, but with a funga out you can attack that secondary, which is why as we've talked about, we talked about it in the last podcast, I think if Buffalo or Kansas City got to the Super Bowl, they could be a problem for them. Because those teams can just drop back to those quarterbacks and throw. Now, the Chiefs may not catch anything, but they can throw it. Um, I think the Niners win here. The other problem for Baltimore is Baltimore is such a great pressure team, but the Niners have so many ways to just get the ball out quick and get huge plays after the catch. I think San Francisco wins. And look, it could all set up for a very, very interesting Week 17 because if we're right with these picks and the Niners win the Cowboys win, the Raven. Uh, let's just assume, because I think it's safe to assume, okay, that the Chiefs are going to beat the Raiders at home. I, I think we all probably think that's coming. Um, the Chiefs would pull ahead of Miami via the tie break, would be a game back of Baltimore. Miami would also be a game back of Baltimore, and going to Baltimore to play the Ravens week 17. I mean, listen, I'll say one thing for the NFL. You are going to have some absolutely wild games week 18. You and I are going to be very busy men because there is going to be a lot to break. Down. I do that playoff picture piece for us. Yeah, I am going to need a, a fifth of bourbon to do that piece on week 18. We're going to be updating scenarios like that. Might be like a group effort that day to make sure everything's updated, but I'm looking forward to it, man. This is a time of year that's fun. Speaking of that time of year, uh, for what we've got going on, we'll close it out here. I've got a 13-hour ride tomorrow to New York with my uh, six-year-old as my wife and youngest daughter are going to fly wisely. We are taking the car, heading out at 6 a.m., and we are just eastbound and down, baby, just hitting the road. I told her when we get to Cleveland, there's a place, there's a shout-out to Malley's Chocolates. It's a a chocolate place out there. It's awesome. I went there when I was in Berea for the training camp. I I, I was driving around. I saw it, and I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty cool. So I stopped in, unbelievable chocolate. So I told my daughter Maisie, I'm like, look, we hit Cleveland. Well, it's a midway mark between my house and my parents' house. We're gonna stop. I'm buying like a hundred dollars worth of chocolate. And I told her, I was like, I don't care. Eat as much as you want. Whatever it takes. It's a long drive, so we're heading out there to spend Christmas and, uh, and New Year's with uh, my my family. So that'll be that'll be fun. What do you have going on here, man? As we're getting ready for uh, for, for Christmas and New Year's and all that.
1: Yeah, first of all, pretty cool that you have those uh, that road trip with your daughter, create some memories. I know you hate yeah. the airport, so win-win for you, right? there. I do
2: hate the airport. That is right. Yeah. I do win there. Yes.
1: So a double win for you there, but for me, nothing too uh, you know chaotic. I'm I'm gonna spend uh, Christmas Eve with my girlfriend's family, have a good time. She has a big family there, so you know I'm sure it'll be a, a, a good time. And then also, you know, I got I got to watch the football on the, on the triple header for Christmas Day. So you know, work and then spend time with family. So nothing too uh, too crazy.
2: That's good, man. Hey, listen, nothing wrong with that. We switch off every year. Yeah. So, like, next year, my parents will come out. My best friend, his wife, his their, their son will come out, and they, they all stay here, and they'll spend time together. But we switch off, and this year is my year to to head out, which is fine. I don't <laughs> mind, because I get to see everybody. I, I I love my hometown. My hometown when I was a kid was pretty rough, and it's been completely revitalized. They got two breweries now. They got they got all kinds of places to go. So I'll, I always try to go home and support some local businesses and have fun with it, so... That'll be, uh, that'll be fun. But listen, I know this is a little short. It's all we got this week. Um, I got to pack. I got to pack a lot. Uh, but for Gilberto Manzano, I am Matt Thank you so much for joining us. Happy holidays for whatever you celebrate. Uh, and have a happy New Year, though. We will talk to you one more time for New Year's, so no worries there. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. And your support over the year means uh, the world to us. Please subscribe, if you haven't already, to the MMQB pod. Uh, and uh, leave a rating and a review if you wouldn't. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All the best. Have a happy holiday and take care.
0: There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect. Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. Seventy-five percent of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call.